Welcome to the Feel Better, Be Better show. Kate and Nevada have spent years exploring ways to live a healthy athletic lifestyle, and this show is all about sharing that knowledge and experience with you. Today, Kate and Nevada welcome a special guest with their own unique experience and advice for living a better and healthier lifestyle. Let's see, we were able to keep Michelle around for a whole different conversation. One more about teamwork, team building, perils, whatever, all the difficulties and all that kind of different stuff. So, hope you enjoy the show. You guys have a good day. I want to talk a little like teamwork stuff because I mean, I know that's been a hot uh, topic for you in building your restaurant. Your uh-huh. guys's, I mean, you had your, you had Matt who was very good at kind of. I say one man show, but I mean he he had Samuel there for a long, long time, and of course Samuel had to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I mean, building an effective team for you guys, I mean, has been very front and center. Yeah, um, it's one of those things that most farmers and ranchers can't grasp the concept on like a smaller level of what it means to build a team. Mm-hmm. As far because it's it's one of those things. One of the things that we pride ourselves on is. Look what we did. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Matt's fifth generation family farmer. And they pride themselves on the fact that they got through the dirty 30s. They got through the, the 50s, the Dust Bowl days. His great-great-grandpa lived in a dugout in Bear Creek, not too far from our house. His wife couldn't handle it, so she moved into town. They just lived apart. I mean, it sounds good to me, whatever. But um, a lot of people that have made it this long in the industry they've done it because they've done it themselves yeah and when you're small you don't have the means to hire it out well there's an interesting thing when you're especially when you're trying to build a team like that because you almost get very frustrated because whoever you put in that place doesn't know how to do everything that you do well you have 20 years (laughs) of experience in that area doing that thing there's almost no way you could even possibly sum that up unless you give them 20 years of them in that field doing that thing. So there's no way you're going to be able to do that. So no matter who you put in that situation, they're not going to be able to do it as well as you. And that just frustrates you because you're like, I just need to be able to clone myself. And it's like, no, you need to figure out the pieces that you can clone fairly easily, mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Very true. And it's one of those things, too, when you're dealing with big numbers, you yeah. think, well, I'm not sending someone that's just learning how to go deal with cattle. Because they, they move them the wrong way and they get out on the highway and then we lose them in tall corn or whatever. They, they decide to go on their themselves or on their way. Um, so, you know, we, we live and die by numbers. And so we think, well, we can't afford to do that, so we'll just do it ourselves. And I know a lot of business owners, managers are in that same mindset when, because you're thinking, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the means to hire anyone. And it's just... Is it'll just get done if I do it. No one else can do it like me. Nope. And um, just recently have we been able to step out of that mindset um, because we've gotten to the point on a scale to where we've gotten large enough to where it's like, okay, now we cannot do this just ourselves. Like there's no possible You just can't way. work harder. You can't work longer. You can't longer. just work harder. You can't work longer. Um, you just can't unless you want to live and die by your job and not have a family, not have a relationship with your spouse and just sacrifice everything, you know, and Matt and I aren't willing to do that. So, um, we had to step back and go, okay, who can we find to train up and, you know, start to 
hand off. And it's hard. It's so hard. I think that's one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with as a business owner is trusting someone else with my money and my assets and my pride and joy. And, and then when they don't do it Reputation. The way, well, okay, reputation is the thing that I think I struggle with the most. Yep. Um, just because I am a people pleaser. And when people don't do what I think they should do and then a bad review comes across or someone comes to me and says, hey, you know, that wasn't cooked right or whatever, I just like almost melt. Mm -hmm. And then I stew on it and I think, oh, man, I should have just done it myself. Um, however, instead of looking at it that way, I have to look at it. Okay, here's a, here's a growing opportunity. Here's a learning opportunity. And it's painful. And if you can't handle pain, you cannot be in business. It reminds me a lot of stories you have about when you're raising your kids as well. I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't speak of it. But, I mean, one of the biggest things on people you're trying to develop, whether they're your kids or your employees, you have to be able to give them a situation where they can fail. And if you don't let them fail, then they never learn. I mean, I, can, I know I've worked for plenty of managers like that before where it's like they will make sure that every little step is perfectly fine. And it seems like, great, you're making sure they can never, ever mess up. <laughs> But they're also never learning the consequences of what would happen if they mess up. And when you allow them to mess up, you give them a sense of ownership. You give them a sense of self-confidence. Like most people think it's the other way around. Well, mm -hmm. if they fail, then they're going to get down on themselves and they're not going to learn the right way. No. You learn very quickly when you, when you do something wrong. It sticks. <laughs> it just sticks. And, and I've learned a lot more from my failures than my successes. It's hard to learn from success. It is because once it, it's hard to look at it and go, well, what what is success and what what attribute contributed to it, you know? But with when you fail, you can typically go, that's where I messed up, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't forget it. And uh, unfortunately, when you're in a business in public, everybody sees it, and it's humbling. And I, it's good to be humbled. And I think that's what we try to protect our kids from a lot these days and ourselves is being humiliated. I, I hate nothing more than to be humiliated publicly. Someone to put a, a review on there that's, you know, negative, it just about kills me. But then I have to look back and go, okay, this is an opportunity for me to learn how to address it. And then to teach my employees or my team, like, okay, when I, t when I ask you to do it this way, this is why. Mm -hmm. It's not just because I'm being a jerk. It's not because I think I'm in charge and it's all about me. This is why. And you make it more of a personal experience and you allow them to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Then that's where the team part starts. Mm -hmm. Because if it's all about you, as soon as you're gone, the team's gone. Because they feel like they're not adequate unless you're there. Well, no, I think you didn't teach them how to solve the problem themselves. So, I mean, if you're not there to solve it, then what do they do? Mm -hmm. So, from, from your perspective, because I know you worked for someone, mm -hmm. what, a year, a little over a year ago? Yeah, in March, last February, or, or when did it you? Was November. November, okay. You guys started this in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Been ish. working on it for a long time and then moved mm -hmm. here. So from your perspective, going from a, a position that 
you showed up to work, you reported, you did what, you know, you had at hand to now more in a position where, yes, you still have someone that, you know, you go to and say, what do you think about this or that? But in the position you are now, what are some attributes that you look for, like in, in someone as a boss or now that you're, you have people working with you, what do you, what do you achieve to try to help build a team? Like, what does that look like to you? Well, I mean, I'm not really in the team building part of it right Mm -hmm. now, so Mm -hmm. I don't really have a whole lot of say on that part. So I don't really have that, but I mean, as far as like a boss goes, I think you are a lot better at like letting me work through stuff. And if I mess it up, it's not as it's not that it's not a big deal, but it's not like the end of the world. Mm. Like it can't go back and be fixed. Yeah, you almost get upset when you when these do that. I'm like, don't worry, we find a way to fix something. And you're like, there are things I can't, you cannot fix. I'm like, yeah, we can always find a fix. Yeah, except mm-hmm. for there are certain situations that I don't like it because it's like really important things. Yep. But um, so it bothers you because you're like, no, this is how it needs to be, and this is how I see it. And yeah. he's saying. It's not a well, big deal. Yeah. And, and it is you, a big deal. And you might interpret it as, he's saying it's not a big deal. And you're like, no, it's a big deal. But he's, but from his perspective, he's saying, it's not worth making you feel like crap over something that's really, mm-hmm. it's a big deal, but it's not a big enough deal to tear you down. Well, I think usually the difference is too, like, I don't feel like you just, let me go without knowing what I'm doing to some degree and then just totally mm-hmm. fail. Mm-hmm. Because I've had bosses like that where there's no direction, so you feel like all you do is fail and that's not beneficial. Mm-hmm. But you don't micromanage. And then I've had other bosses where it's like any mistake is like, how can you be so stupid? Why would you mm-hmm. make that mistake? And everything's ruined and I'm going to have to waste like hours trying to fix it for you. Mm-hmm. Or just like bring it up over and over again. So I think there's a middle ground to it too. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's been a couple times where you like, you had something we went through and did. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally did that the first time I did that too. I was like, I completely forgot to tell you, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I had already fixed it in my mind and moved forward. But I'm like, and they see you were stressed about. I'm like, ah, we can fix it. Let's go get it done, you yeah. know, and just keep moving on. So can I go back to something you said? Mm. So I'm going to disagree with you on something, in a good way. So you said that you're not a part of team building, and I see what you're saying. I mean, I'm not in charge of a team. Right. And and I see what you're saying. You're not. However, just like yesterday when we went to the market, Mm -hmm. whose contact was Shelby? I mean, technically mine just because I packed the coolers. But I didn't train her. I mean, I'm not in charge of her. So it's different. However, I have found at my restaurant, most of the people that come to me, I never found them. It's, It's my workers. And they're the one who builds the team. So I'm the one who says, okay, Jerry, you're my manager. And these are my expectations and these are my boundaries and whatever. But once she feels good, like her and I's relationship is good, then that flows over into finding other people and other people and other other people. And what I was telling Nevada this morning is as soon as I think my business is about me, that's when I'm in trouble. And I've had to step away from the restaurant side for a couple months because my daughter has been sick and I've people have given me crap over it like people walk in and they'll see me and they're like hey stranger where have you been you know don't you know how to run a business you need to be here and I just look at them and I say my daughter's been sick 
And as soon as I say that, the whole tone changes. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, thanks for the support, you know? Um, and I don't even feel like I need to explain myself. I used to feel like I needed to explain myself. But the old school way was you have to be there at your business all the time. You have to know exactly what's going on. You have to have a, your finger. And, yes, you have to be involved. There's no doubt about it. But there are chains like McDonald's, Taco Bell. I mean, you, you name it. They have figured out to have a successful model. And to have great, you know, great environments without the person the, that owns it or the manager being there all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's been my struggle is just, in, especially in a small community, they all want to know where you're at and why you're not there. And so if you're not there, then you're, you must not be taking care of business. And what I tell them is, oh, no, I know what's going on. I have a laptop. I look at numbers. I have a phone. I evaluate and I'm talking to that manager on a daily basis. Um, but customers don't see that. But you're up to like a 14-person team now, so you would probably be able to talk about this more than anything, though, is as in your position, you're constantly looking at the culture is built from the people that are down, the 14 team members. Yeah, absolutely. You can say, I want to be like this mm-hmm. all you want. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the right people for that, that's not going to happen. You do have to lead. You can't just like let it be anarchy. Right. But at the same side, you're also looking for their interactions, how they can work together, mm-hmm. how will they work together, mm-hmm. how, I mean, how all that will play out. And then you may have to change things as you go, but the importance, like you talk about, is they have to be able to, they're going to bring the people in that work with them. Absolutely. Anybody that you bring in that doesn't work with them well is going to it's going to show up really quickly. Yep. So, really good point. Um, I have found that my manager and I were the ones who talked the most and were the ones that relationship is really important. Um, and then... As long as she feels supported by me, then she feels confident to make decisions without me because she knows where I stand, what I would do in that situation. And as long as I empower her and she doesn't feel like her hands are tied because I always have to be the one to give her the okay, as long as we have that communication and that understanding and that relationship, then she's empowered to take those 13 others and go, you do this and you do this and you do that. And I've noticed since that has formed, and especially since I've been more out of the picture because I've had to be, it's gotten stronger. And now she enjoys it when they, you know, if, if they come to me first, she goes, no, you come talk to me first. Like she, she owns it. She doesn't feel burdened by it. And, and she, she owns it. Mm-hmm. And those employees love her. And so then I show up and I say something, they kind of look at me like, you're not my boss, <laughs> you know, which I could be offended, but actually it's a good thing because it's like perfect. I was going to say, that's where people usually get messed up. They almost take that. They almost take offense to that. Yeah. Yeah. And as a business owner, you have to be okay to let go long enough to go. It's not about me. It's not about me. And that's where people go wrong is they think it's all about them. Um, in some occupations and situations, yes. Like a doctor, you can't just, being a doctor, you can't just pass it off and be like, here, you do the surgery, unless you have a team or an attorney. You know, it's typically about the attorney and what they can do. But in this situation, it's not about, it's not about me. And if something happens to me, I want this to be a legacy that passes on. And so going back to you, yeah, you're not in charge of putting the people together, but you are the key ingredient because if you're not there nothing else can can happen it just stops and so <laughs> yeah it's like the person that got the coolers 
the table. All the things that need to be done. The card reader. That can throw. Everything set up. That can throw, <laughs> throw, throw you all, for like, a loop if you don't have it. Yeah. Then you can't do what you can do. And so by you, then you have. Sh- all that, but then she also forgot the card reader to the West Side Market, so. <laughs> That's because it was being charged. And you know what? It's really good that you make you can make mistakes and acknowledge it because then you'll be more gracious of a, a leader or manager down the road to those people who do the same thing. You got to make mistakes as a as a leader because otherwise the people that you're working with will never be able to relate to you. Um, I say we say all that. I mean, we're working in the working scenario, but I mean, you're leading, you know, three, four softball teams, and whether you're you know, like the head coach of all of them or not. But I mean, I mean, just with like some of the other ones that you're just helping out, they're still coming to you for what they need to do for practice, what they need to do for games, what they need to do with players. And Absolutely. All that kind of stuff. And not just that, but you're working with all the vendors. And to me, that's a team. So like all the vendors that come in here, they don't like you. They're not going to sell the product. You have to have a relationship. That's, that's what I have found. Um, being in business, you're not just, your team of your 14 employees or whatever it's all your customers and all your all your um vendors that you're dealing with and so how you interact with them and how they interact with you because if they think you're a jerk they're not going to come back and then they're not going to sell their product and then they don't give two craps if you're a good coach or our meat is good it, it doesn't matter um relationship marketing and so you are a leader it just looks different maybe a, a different step or a different season that's that's one i always kind of like is the fact that no matter what your position is no matter how many people you have or whatever you're you're you can you're either in you're in a leadership role one way or another mm-hmm. i mean like where i'm currently at where i know i have an assistant that i have no real power of really i mean i can't hire or fire i can't i don't approve time off i mean half the time i don't even know when that's they're going to be there or not yeah okay but i mean they're technically under me Mm-hmm. And I could easily get kind of offended or something like that. But, I mean, at the same time, I just sit back and I'm like, no, the better thing is to be to lead them the best I can. Mm-hmm. You know, be able to show at least the right way we should do things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of true in every aspect. we got to choose which, whether we're going to be the leader, be the follower, or whatever on that case. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. to try to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes being a part of the team is not being the leader. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was one, I can't remember who said that, I really like it. I mean, that some of the best followers are really good leaders because they understand leadership. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and they understand the fact that somebody's got to make a decision there. It, it's not always necessarily good that everybody else is going like, I'm going to be the leader, I'm going to be the leader, I'm going to be the leader. Well, you have four people that are all competing to be the leader. So sometimes people that really understand good leadership understand that sometimes you've got to follow somebody else. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at right now at our businesses. I'm, because I've had to step out physically mm-hmm. then I just let Jerry lead and I follow and if there's something like oh maybe I don't agree with this or maybe just steer a little bit but her and I's relationship is a lot better when she can lead and I can just go yep okay sounds good how can I how can I help you or what can I do to make this better or so it's this did not come overnight uh well, no, we've got, me and you have had plenty of conversations of, on different situations you've had. And, I mean, myself, I mean, I've been in charge without being in charge of people for a very long time. So. Well, it's hard. It's very hard um, to learn to let go and to 
trust the people that you put on your team to go, they care as much as I do. Because some people, you'll learn quickly, don't. Mm-hmm. And and then you learn quickly the others that will. And those are the ones you have to hang on to. And the other ones, you got to let go quickly. Yeah. And that's a hard Usually. Usually you can't get rid of those fast enough. You feel guilty about it, but you have to do it. Yeah, yep. So that's that's a real hard one, and I'm still learning that. Yeah, that, that one's never easy. Mm-mm. Doesn't matter how many times you've done it, no matter how many situations you got in it, that's always hard. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that some people handle it easy. They they don't. Never, never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else on leadership stuff. You had you've had so many more situations that you've been in because you're running 14 people. Well, I mean, just recently, we haven't always had that many. Um, Jerry, that's my manager, she started with Matt and I in 2018. So it, it turned out that I was teaching, and I couldn't be at the the building. And so we went from, hey, we're just selling 11 head from our house, to, oh, now we're going to move it to an office because we need more storage space. Okay, now, well, since we're there, we might as well open it up and allow people to come in and buy some meat. Well, who's going to do that? Because I'm teaching and Matt's raising the cattle. So we found Jerry, and um, I made a deal with her. I said, we'll let you sell. She was refinishing furniture. I said, we'll let you sell your furniture at our market if you work for us, and we won't charge you any commission. We'll just swap. She's like, sure, sounds great. We let her set the hours because we said, you're going to be the one being there. She has two boys that she's raising also and active in sports. So we said, you set the hours, you figure it out, I'll advertise it. So from the beginning, it was kind of one of those things like, what can you do? And then we'll base it off of that because, you know, our hands were tied. Well, yeah, you were trying to make the best situation work out for you. Because mm-hmm. you need, you almost needed her more than, than she needed you in that situation. Absolutely. And so then it went from that to, okay, now, now it's working. So can we try this? And then when we went to open the restaurant, I called her. I said, do you know anyone who can cook? She's like, I can. I'm like, what? How's that? She goes, I grew up in a restaurant. Well, how did I not know this? <laughs> and so, yeah, sometimes, you know, building a team is, um, from, you know, from the bottom up is, is taking that person that you know can, can lead it and run with it, and you just step them back and go, okay, here, go. I mean, I think that's the best leaders. I mean, they're constantly trying to get the most out of their people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they are better than you, mm-hmm. if they end up better than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, it's kind of funny. That's all, It's been one of my ultimate goals. It's kind of like, no, 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 can you please do this better than me and take it over? I'll be more happy to support you. I'd like to see you do well. Yeah. As soon as you get in competition yeah. with your managers, workers, whatever, that's where it gets toxic. Well, that's where that whole theory of, like, management gets really interesting because usually it's always the ones that perform the best. Well, the ones that usually perfectly, typically perform the best are the ones that are usually some of the most um, competitive ones. So then they're the ones that end up being in charge. Well, they have only known kill, 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 competition the whole way, and that's how they manage. And so then you get that, basically those, so you're kind of almost producing those type managers and so it's kind of an interesting thing you have to think a lot differently when you become a manager i tell you what my manager does a lot better than i do because when i'm there i'm more like kill 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 like let's go there's people there's people that are walking in you get that menu you know let's go which is (laughs) which is all fine and dandy and there's got to be that but if that's all you do all the time 
most people can't keep up with that kind of energy and they take it as negative and then they take it as well what you don't trust me to do this or I'm not doing it correctly so it's better that I just step back and go here it's better I just step back and go here Jerry well it's kind of interesting I uh Thursday night I think Nicole one of our coaches had an interest I thought it was an interesting leadership thing on there she's really working with these young young pitchers they okay. have never they're still working on their very baseline mechanics mm-hmm. and so I asked her because I, <laughs> I was going to have to be on my own on Friday the next night and pitching is not some I know at whatsoever mm-hmm. and and it was one of the things where I was like okay so what do I need to make sure to tell them should they be doing like this and she's like yeah they should be but right now we're just working on this I'm trying to get them from here to here because then from there I got to go to the next step. And I thought it was hilarious because she turned, she's like, it's like you with hitting. She's like, I know, we've talked about it. They, their hands are in the wrong spot, but you're working on their legs. I get, you, you're trying to build their base. I'm trying to build their base for pitching. Hmm. And it's just one of those things where so many leaders try to go, you should look like this, and it's like 18 different changes. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to work on the first fundamental base. And that's a hard one to do when you can look at somebody and you know everything else is wrong, but true. you've got to build Truth. that fundamental Truth. first. That's true. So many times you look at the whole, we're looking at the whole picture and we're like, no, it needs to be here. Like, yes, we want it to be there. Yes, but we, but then it's, it takes other people in our lives to go, wait, remember, we got to teach them this and then this and then this and then that. And then, oh, yeah, processes. Ooh. Stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's probably been one of my biggest struggles is our teaching the processes because I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Like, just do it. Just get it done because that's how I was raised. <laughs> so um, having someone in my life that is really good with the processes and has the energy and the time and the patience, that's it's like, okay, you're, you're it. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I'll go look at the finances or I'll go look at something different. But <laughs> stepping out of the way is sometimes the best. You got anything else on leadership stuff or team building or? Really? Okay. I'm good. Thank you for watching Kate in Nevada. Hope you've enjoyed this show and found it useful and empowering. If you have any questions or comments, please contact them at kinetics.com. That's K-N-E-T-I-C-X.com. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And please write a review of the show. Kate and Nevada appreciate hearing the feedback and they welcome your reviews and your word of mouth will help others learn how to feel better and be better.